How does the UDUF octogram affect the golden pair relationship? Which I will answer today on today's episode of the CS Joseph podcast. Welcome to the show. And yes, I'm CS Joseph, obviously. And uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, UDUF stands for uh, unconscious developed, unconscious focused. And this is uh, one of the ways in which we express or explain octogram as a sub-variant of each of the 16 types. There are four total octogram variants of each of the 16 types. So you basically multiply 16 by four, that's 32 times two, that's 64 different uh, variants of the 16 uh, types, 64 different variants of nurture impacted nature uh, for humanity. And then obviously you would have to multiply that by two uh, biological genders to get 128 total different combinations and variants. But what we're discussing today is unconscious developed, unconscious focused, which is one of the atypical expressions of a person's octogram. Octogram, similar to Enneagram, is basically how uh, we within the ego hacker community explain uh, human nurture's impact directly on a person's nature. Nature being whatever type of the 16 that they are as identified through the type grid. But the octogram uh, of the UDUF, unconscious developed, unconscious focused, is uh, basically identified and uh, tracked uh, through a tool called the Octagrid, which we haven't released yet, but we are going to be releasing that very soon. And by the way, another thing that we're releasing very soon is Ego Hacking uh, by Text. Uh, the link should likely be in the description below this video. If it's not, it'll be in other videos or it will be available on our link tree. Just click our link tree, which is linktr.ee forward slash csjoseph and it will be announced via email, our Facebook group, as well as our Discord, so that you guys can get your pre-orders in before it goes live at the end of this month. And trust me, you're gonna to wanna to get the pre-order because I believe that the regular price will be double that of the pre-order price. So definitely make sure you guys pre-order to get in on the Ego Hacking by Text course. You will learn how to type other people through just their text messages. You will also learn how to Ego Hack hashtag social engineer them through text messages. It is a very fun course and I'm looking forward uh, to sharing it with all of you folks. That being said, let's get back to the question. So UDUF types are atypical, which means they are a bit rarer. Uh, another atypical variant of the octogram is SDSF, which is subconscious developed, subconscious focused. And uh, UDUF is like what we would have traditionally called uh, super ego focus back in the day, even though there's really no such thing as super ego focus. It's just you're very, very close uh, to your super ego when you're unconscious developed and unconscious focus at the same time. It just means you're just really, really digging your heels into uh, your unconscious and the super ego eventually starts well, you end up start bleeding through to your superego as a result of the amount of investment that you have put into the unconscious side of your mind out of the four sides. And that usually happens as a result of human nurture. And human nurture uh, basically ends up being defined uh, through octogram, basically. And some people ask me like, okay, Mr. C.S. Joseph, so what, 
what, uh, why, why is it called octogram uh, when it only has four different outputs? And it's because it has four, it has eight different inputs, which are basically the temple wheels, which we're discussing right now in season 18, uh, cognitive mechanics. If you want to watch season 18 uh, and get up to date on the current information, go to csjoseph.life forward slash members and become a journeyman member. Uh, you can log into the journeyman section at csjoseph.life forward slash portal. And uh, then you just get on the members portal, and then there you are. Go to season 18, uh, get up to date on everything current. Uh, or you could just wait for the season 18 episodes to be released uh, to the public. Uh, there are over two years of episodes available right now in the uh, members area. And uh, But if you don't want to wait the two years for the current stuff, uh, obviously get a membership, uh, csjoseph.life forward slash members. So uh, UDUF people... Uh, they are a bit more mature. In fact, they're probably the most mature out of uh, the 16 types. They, uh, their unconscious development comes from them focusing on their shadow pole. Shadow pole is an aspect of the temple wheels. Again, more on that in season 18. I'm not really going to go into shadow poles here, but if you want to learn more about that, check out season 18, Cognitive Mechanics. And then unconscious focus means that they are actually closer to their deadly sin instead of the living virtue. I am a UDUF ENTP, which means I am a malevolent NV ENTP, malevolent NV, an ENTP full of malevolent NV versus like if I was a SDUF, uh, I would be a, um, a fanatic uh, NV, uh, fanatical uh, NV ENTP. So just to give you an idea of how UDUF kind of works just a little bit in terms of the octogram and uh, you determine octogram or utilize octogram. There's a lot of different vectors, but the main vectors that are used is like, okay, living virtue, death of sin, which one are you closest to? Uh, or shadow pole, aspiration pole, which one are you closest to? And that determines your octogram output. But obviously there's a ton of other vectors uh, that we utilize on the octogram also to verify our conclusions to make sure it is accurate. However, one of the biggest problems with the octogram is that a lot of people have a really hard time determining their octogram on their own. It almost always takes a third-party approach. And uh, also, octogram, you need to utilize it in such a way where you're looking at the various traits from a polarity perspective, uh, positive, negative polarities, etc. But regardless, uh, the octagrade, when it is released, will have all these different points. So atypicals, UDUF, is a, a really big thing, especially when it comes to uh, one of the eight uh, sexual compatibilities, like the golden pair. The golden pair is known as the affection relationship, and the affection relationship solves the problem of a lack of joy. Okay, that is, So people in their life who have a lack of joy in their life a lack of happiness, or really just joy, not really necessarily happiness, but joy uh, specifically. And uh, for, the, for the sake of this episode, I'm going to go so far as to actually define what joy actually is according to dictionary.com. So let's put it in. Quote, uh, an emotion of great delight or happiness, okay, caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying, keen pleasure, elation or a source or cause of keen pleasure or delight, something or someone greatly valued or appreciated, or the expression or display of a glad feeling, festive gaiety, or a state of happiness or felicity, uh, to feel joy, to be glad, or to rejoice, etc. Uh, so yeah, so people in life who lack joy oftentimes end up seeking out the affection relationship, also known as the golden pair. The golden pair itself is the highest compatibility 
uh, in terms of sexual compatibility and emotional compatibility of all of the eight sexually compatible relationships on paper. Now, that does not necessarily mean it is the absolute best relationship. Many people, especially within the ego hacker community, assume that the golden pair is absolutely the de facto standard, the absolute best relationship that is available. And that's not necessarily true. It's really not necessarily true uh, because remember within the eight sexual compatible relationships, each of those relationships ends up solving a particular problem, a different problem uh, throughout somebody's life. Um, like for example, the intrigue relationship solves the problem of boredom, right? Uh, the companion relationship solves the problem of loneliness. So there's there's different problems that people encounter in their life, and these problems can be solved by having these different kinds of relationships based on a person's nurture, what they've been through uh, in their life. Even their octogram kind of uh, uh, definitely influences it in certain areas as well, depending on what variant of the 16 types that they actually are, right? So UDUF... Um, you know, as an atypical, it's it's pretty rare. It's just as rare as an SDSF. Like, so I'm a UDUF ENTP. So Andrew Tate, he's also UDUF ENTP. I guess that's why a lot of people compare me to him and him to me, etc. And then there's also like SDSF uh, ENTPs, like like Logan Paul. He's an SDSF ENTP out there. So just uh, then you compare uh, him to myself, a UDUF ENTP, and it's funny. Um, apparently, like uh, Andrew Tate, who's UDUF ENTP, is going to be going up against Jake Paul, Logan Paul's brother. So that'll be very, uh, very fascinating uh, situation as a result. But uh, but the point is is that golden pairs, it's it's the relationship with the highest highs, the lowest lows. It's really easy to get into, but the golden pair is actually pretty hard to maintain. And that's why it ends up being known as the relationship of reconciliation. Like I said a couple of episodes ago, the relationship of reconciliation. This is the relationship where the chance of you having a breakup with this person is actually extremely high. However, the chances of you getting back together with the person is also extremely high. And this is the probably the only relationship of the eight sexual compatibilities, with the exception of maybe the natural pair, that if you were to break up with the person, that getting back together is probably a very good idea. And uh, it, it, being that it is the relationship of reconciliation, once you do get back together with this person, you guys are not likely to break up ever again, basically. So it's it's a really, really big deal. And the reason for that is something known as uh, the test of the demon, test of the inferior, uh, where basically the, the battleground of Titans, and I don't think it's uh, whatever the fourth battleground is, which I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but that's all in season 18. Uh, those particular battlegrounds is where these tests are fought, and that's ultimately what determines the uh, the beginning and the uh, end or the maintenance of the golden pair in order to keep the golden pair relationship together. Now, uh, However, you know, when it comes to the octogram, the octogram has an interesting effect on the golden pair. And like I said in a previous uh, episode where I discussed, uh, discussed the octogram a little bit in terms of the golden pair, it's that the octogram really determines what each person in a, in a relationship, any of the eight sexual compatible relationships, in terms of what they're looking for out of life and ultimately what they're looking for from each other within a relationship. Remember, everyone's looking for their cognitive origin, and there's eight cognitive origins, and each person has two cognitive origins that they're primarily looking for, one of which is their main origin, and then the other one is their secondary origin. But from an octogram perspective, 
regardless of primary or secondary origins, it really doesn't matter. Uh, me being a UDUF ENTP means that like I'm hungrier for reverence than I am hungrier for satisfaction. Satisfaction is not as important to my nurture as references and being shown respect and me showing respect to other people. Uh, that deep reverence as a UDUF type is super important. Now, if I was going to get with an INTJ woman who is also UDUF, uh, uh, for example, um, how that would work out is like, uh, it would work out great because she's looking for two parts of satisfaction while being one part of reverence. And some of the reasons why golden pairs end up failing is because of incompatible uh, octograms. And I would say that if your octogram is actually compatible on top of your golden pair compatibility, as is your innate compatibility, if both, if everything is compatible there, there's actually a really good chance that you won't have that breakup and that you won't have that reconciliation. But the chance of that is extremely low. It's extremely low. And it's even lower if you're an intuitive type like myself, like myself and INTJ, like it's it's extremely rare for intuitives to have the opportunity to actually get into a golden pair. It's it's statistically very unlikely. And that's why oftentimes intuitives end up in natural pairs over golden pairs and sensing types end up in golden pairs more so than natural pairs uh, as a result. Because with sensors, their golden pair is way more accessible. It's way more common. Whereas with intuitive, it, it, it just isn't. It's just not really that common. It's, it's, extremely, it's extremely rare as a result. So there's some difficulty there. But like when you when like so when you're an intuitive, for example, and you're in a golden pair, let's let's another let's another one. Let's look at the ENTJ and the INTP, for example. And let's say the I, the uh, ENTJ was UDUF, basically. The ENTJ would be all about exploration, it'd all be all about uh, discovery, uh, more so than it would be about purpose. But if they were with uh, if they were with an INTP that had any other um, octogram there would be competition basically for those, um, you know, because if the INTP was not also UDUF, there would be competition for that same discovery. And uh, that would actually lead to the breakdown of the relationship. And now granted your focus can change and you can adapt to new paradigms even on a daily basis. Like if you get a new job, boom, your focus could change like straight straight away. It's like, it's super quick. I used to think it would take a long ass time for, uh, for your cognitive focus to change, actually it can change pretty quick. It's your development that just doesn't change because it's really ingrained to you as a person. But yeah, like just understand though, like when you're in a golden pair, you really do want someone with the identical octogram as you. And it's like the only type of time that you would have that. Now, if you're a natural pair, you'd want someone with the complete opposite octogram of you. But again, this is what how it affects atypicals. Now, as far as typical octograms, that's that's different um, and we're still mapping that out it's just that the majority of us on the team and who do the research and also the field work uh, when it comes to uh, researching the science and and all the discoveries that we've been able to make with it uh, most of us are actually atypicals and uh, so as a result there's kind of a bias uh, over like how we're conducting the research because we're discovering these things for ourselves first before we can really actually look at others and observe others. So we're doing some a lot of self observations before we can uh, start mapping out the uh, the typicals uh, typically. So with that, um, yeah, just understand like UDUF being UDUF as far as a golden pair goes, you want it to be the same. You want if you're going to be if you are UDUF and you want to get into a relationship with someone a golden pair, it's best to be in with another UDUF 
uh, for your for your golden pair. That way, your guys' cognitive origins are not going to be a problem, and you're not going to be competing for the same origin. And that way, there's enough room for you to be yourselves within the relationship. And usually, it's the golden pair that ends up breaking apart and leading to becoming known as the relationship of reconciliation, basically. You know, you have your breakup, but then you get back together. Those breakups usually happen because of competing for the same cognitive origins, basically, according to your human nurture, according to your octogram. So in order to prevent that, just kind of be aware that uh, knowing your golden pair's uh, octogram ahead of time and how that could potentially lead to various conflict and you can be on top of it and manage it appropriately in order to prevent that breakup it would actually be a very wise thing to do so anyway folks thanks for watching and listening and i'll see you guys on the next episode